You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Good evening and welcome to this week's Best Possible Taste. I'm Declan Maxwell, guest presenting for your usual host, Sharon Noonan. Tonight, the focus is on the iconic Taste of Dublin, which takes place in the beautiful Ivy Gardens in the heart of the capital from Thursday the 15th of June until Sunday the 18th of June. My guests throughout the programme will give you an insight about what we can expect to enjoy this year. And as the festival is in its 12th year, we can be guaranteed that the programme is jam-packed with some firm favourites, as well as a few surprises. I'll be talking to the festival director, Avril Barrington, first about what inspired her to bring Taste of Dublin to Ireland. And Avril will give us a flavour about what's on the programme, as well as some behind-the-scenes details. An event like Taste of Dublin can only help with the support of many, including sponsors, and Ian Murray from the Bank of Ireland will reveal details about a competition that enables small producers to have a presence to promote their products over the four-day event. No food festival would be complete without a cookery demonstration, and Chef Aoife Noonan from Luna here in Dublin, where we're presenting this special show from, so you'll be able to hear all the background noises of the kitchen, will tell us all about how her passion for cooking started. And finally, we'll finish up the show with Rebecca Bell of Teeling's Distillery. If you would like to get in touch with Best Possible Taste, drop an email to s.noonan at live.ie, or you can tweet me at Declan Maxwell, or Sharon, as usual, is at Queen of Org, as in the Queen of Organisation. So as I said, Taste of Dublin is its 12th year and it was brought to Dublin thanks to Avril Bannerton. Avril joins me now. Avril, you're very welcome. How are you? Okay, Declan, really looking forward to another taste. So Thanks. two weeks to go. I'm sure it's always it? the best yeah. social highlight of the calendar oh, every year. Absolutely, yeah. Us and 32,000 other people, isn't it? That's right, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully 35. That's our 35, we'll go 35. That's we're going for a PMA. That's it. So. Um, so tell me, what inspired you to bring this event to Dublin? Well, I've been in the event business for years and I was sort of looking around and I looked at the Taste of London model which had been very successful and running there for six years. And in 2004, I decided to take that model to Dublin. So I approached the organizers and, um, you know, sort of took off from there. So we're in Dublin Castle year one. I just felt there was a huge appetite within the Irish market. I felt we had a huge amount of, I suppose, of our own talent and we weren't really showcasing it enough. So we ran Taste of Dublin in 2004 in Dublin, in Dublin Castle, and then we Which moved to... Which was a small... Huge, yeah, a small, much smaller. I was, I was involved in a year one. Of, a sixth <laughs> of the size of... Uh, and that felt like a monster at the time. And, of course, we didn't really know what we were doing, but we did a really good job because everybody came back again, and, you know, the chefs loved it, the restaurants loved it, and it gave everyone a really good platform to work from. So was a big success and here we are sort of going into the 12th year now yeah it's it's, it's a great there must have been huge changes since obviously dublin castle at the at, yeah. at the very beginning yeah and and now to ivy gardens well, these are what changes ones. yeah yeah lots lots of changes and again it's like every you know it's like every event and every restaurant as you know you know you're as good as your last meal so we've got to keep on as was rejuvenating the event and innovating and firstly we to make the move to Ivy which hadn't been used at the time as a sort of a public event space. We were the first 
event organisers to roll something out there. So that was quite unique. Because yeah, um, in, in Dublin, it used to be always known as the Secret Garden. That's right, that's right. And, and, uh, and when <laughs> I remember when you did the first one, and yes. everybody, everybody kept going, but where's Ivy Gardens? Exactly. Because so there's only certain amount of people yeah. only knew where it was. Yeah, now it's just, I mean, it's become... And it's a great know, public space. Yeah. But um, we're very fortunate. The OPW have been very supportive of the event. They own the site and we're right to the Lewis. So, you know, no better space then Ivy Gardens for such a unique event but I mean it's 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 it was six times smaller in Dublin Castle so if you can imagine imagine the changes we've added in we've now got 20 restaurants I think in year one week 10 we have 170 demonstrations you know we never had demos we had a very we had a few chef demos but we didn't have a lot of other demos happening on site at the time so um, we've added on a huge entertainment lineup. We've got over 30 chefs visiting Taste of Dublin this year. So it's, and I suppose we've had to evolve the event and spend a lot more money on it. So therefore we've needed more sponsorship and a lot of support from the trade on an ongoing basis. But each, each and every year it just proves to be us was really um, And you have to come up. Festival. Do you have to come up with a different theme each year that, that will bring the yeah. whole festival like to together? Do, what we like to do is come up with a, with a theme because that gives us something to sort of, I suppose, just latch on to. And what we do a lot of, we listen to the public, we listen to the trade and we look to see what's on trend. So, you know, last year it was all about the Irish chefs and welcoming and we had a big homecoming of chefs. This year it's all about flavours of the world because, as you know and we all know, you know, everything's changing we have a lot more multicultural tastes and diversity within sort of around Ireland right now a lot more people living in the country that have I suppose just come to live in Ireland over the last few years and you know so they they in their own right are obviously bringing in a lot of new ideas but also people that have traveled and have come back so a lot of diversification a huge amount more tastes and we've really sort of set the theme this year on the back of flavors of the world to, to support that and I think Irish people themselves have, have uh, their taste buds we've more yeah. as as you said with the with new indian places yeah. new chinese new vietnamese that's that's always a great thing yeah. but the setting the setting up of the site work wise how long does it take to it to, to it's a good 10 days to build the site and then five day takedown so we'll be sort of in build form from from next week and that's as you can imagine you know we're building i suppose really ireland's biggest restaurant good way to put it yeah yeah. there are over 20 restaurants over the weekend you've got 170 demos you've got up to about 80 90 exhibitors and then lots of features and obviously you need to have lots of space for people to move around so the way taste works we have two sessions per day which is a lunch and a dinner session and i mean even the execution of having to get you have to get everybody out in, in, in and out all right yes yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Period. So that's, that's an interesting and challenging one yeah but we have a great team um, a lot of the team have been with us from day one so i suppose it's just a build up of a lot of knowledge and learnings over the years and then i suppose just as we all have to do it's innovation creativity looking to see thinking outside the box and coming up with nice collaborations and new ideas on an ongoing basis and with the team that you have do they travel to the other food festivals mm-hmm. like taste of london well yeah. taste has become quite a brand right. worldwide yeah. now hasn't yeah. it the 25 so. tastes taste globally but which is great because you know it means we're constantly sort of looking for inspiration but they i have to say a lot of the tastes internationally come to us for inspiration, so I think so we're, that's good we're to very hear good as well. at yeah, yeah. generating ideas and uh, 
taste of Amsterdam now so happens to be on this weekend and two of our team from the office are going to see that event alright very uh, good and that's running for in, that's going into its fifth year and they um, call that work, do they? They call that, I know. <laughs> That's hard work, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's really interesting to look and see. But at the end of the day, we're all doing the same thing. A lot of a lot of similar trends worldwide. You know, you're, that whole, I suppose, food phenomenon of cuisines and international flavours, that's really the, um, the way things are going right now. And as you even know from looking all around Ireland, we have a number of new pop-ups restaurants all trying out different you know Mexican has become really really popular yeah you know you have the whole Thai space Italian or of course always wins you know hands yeah. down you know and ju- just all of the cuisines work really really well and even some of the Irish restaurants are just adapting some of the unique flavors from as those different cuisines so they're not they're mixing everything up and what international chefs do you have this year that, that you we would have brought huge. home? We've, we have a great and amazing line of chefs this year. We have um, John Christopher Novelli coming back. So John Christopher was with us three years ago. We have Robin Gill coming back. We've got He's a great, Allen, great Irish ambassador. Fantastic yeah. Irish ambassador. You've Daniel Clifford coming. Very and um, so we have really, really nice. We've, we have a huge, and we've, 30, we've over 32 chefs this year, which is really, really strong. So it's a good line of And do you have, a, you have guests? A guest slot stands as well, don't you? That like they take one day. Yes. I think this year you've greens in Cork That's coming right, up. That's right. Greens on in Cork coming up, and we yeah. we have um, the Sunil and the guys from Pickle coming in to do a, oh, a really? day set up oh, this great. year. We have one of our own favourites um, coming back for Vivi Lai, who haven't were there a number of years ago, coming back and doing a pop up. So it's sort of almost like a. A little re- yeah, just <laughs> coming around full bla- circle. A blast, a blast from the past, which is really nice. And again, a lot of the really cool chefs. Without getting into a kind of political situation, you have some female chefs working with you, like Aoife, Aoife Noonan, Noonan here from Luna, who's, who's yes. a great, great. And then you've Danny Barry Danny coming Barry. from Epic yeah, as well. Yeah, we always I have to say, taste really prides itself on the number of you know, female chefs that we, we have. We always have a really, really good you know, balance of, of talent. So as you said, Danny Barry, Claude McKenna, yeah. we've got Jarena Allen, you know, so we've um, just got a huge host and we've actually got Gil Meller coming over as well from River, River Cottage this year. Oh, right, so very, another oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just um, amazing talent. And again, in our various demo spaces, we have the likes of Roz Purcell going on stage, you know, doing a number of wellness demos. So oh, right, very really good. Really good, right. And so, obviously, with the food and taste, and is it, is it a, is an occasion for all the family as well? Yeah. Do you have other things going on if people want to bring their kids Which and stuff really as good, well? Yeah, we've really good mix, mix Declan. Um, we have the family day runs on Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon. So that's between the 12.30 to 4.30 slot. So that's sponsored by Food Shoots this year, and they're doing a full afternoon of activities. But then a lot of the chefs who are performing that day will various demos that will be very very family focused oh, right. that's which really is really good. nice so yeah, yeah. Um, the family days are always really interesting father's day actually so happens to fall on, on the Sunday. On the Sunday. All so right, okay. So anybody nice needs food there. Nice There's a little present. plug there now for <laughs> Father's Day presents. Well, we have a number of different dishes. <laughs> really, it's just, yeah, we have a style with a fashion afternoon on the Friday afternoon, which is brought to you by Conic Gold. Pitbull will be there. We have um, Sunday, such a Father's Day. And then we have a lot of, I suppose, just the social evenings where you have a mix of friends and family. So it's and there's something for everybody at taste. What's that great band that you have oh. playing? 
swing cats and uh, swing cats swing and, cats, yeah, and yeah. you have the smash hits smash hits who got yes, an amazing yes, yes. amazing plug well, from michael fassbender recently that's, that's right, yeah, on, on, yeah. on american tv well, they I was saying, God, that's going to charge you. I hope you had them booked we before booked, the plug. We have, them on, <laughs> yeah, we have them on an annual return basis. Oh, well, then that's perfect. It's so interesting. Yeah. You get as many inquiries for them as you do for the chefs and restaurants. Yeah, I was going to, I know they always yeah, add to the evening. Yeah, They're yeah. always, always so really always good have, fun. So we always have, our entertainment lineup is really, really strong. We have two stages. So we have our beat stage, which is sponsored by Chill, and then we have our stage in the archery area. So. Oh, very good. But yeah. yeah, we're doing, we have a whole new layout this year. So All we're right. changing the whole space around. So for someone who maybe has been taste you know it's certainly worth um, noting that the layout is changing and you know the whole restaurant space is going to capture itself in the archery guns which is the little space to the left with all of the demos and then we've party town down the back <laughs> so a lot, a lot going on and what what would be your highlights over the years like do you have any main highlights or is every year there's always something good for you they, i suppose the big highlight is really really watching i suppose the public actually i suppose really what i say the public our customers engage and you know I, I have to say the educational side of taste over the number of years you know i see more and more people current coming along and visiting to engage in the learning experiences you know people are way more interested now they're not just coming to I suppose watch a favourite chef they want to interact with the favourite chef yeah. and for example Electrolux this year have doubled their um, their kitchen their demo space you know and that's literally just going to be which is all, that's always great fun because the people can interact with the chefs that are cooking at exactly, it exactly you know so it's always a really really good space I mean, it's a huge learning space which is really really good you know yeah. so and but for me I suppose it's watching the people that want to see their favourite chefs actually party with their favourite chefs yeah. getting to meet them up front and I suppose just watching restaurants having a really really good time as well as I suppose and doing I, really I, I think Irish chefs and restaurant people in general like a good party <laughs> I they think. love to party <laughs> well, Irish people are and it is really and it's really good for the public because the then they can meet exactly. with them there's no love, yeah and it's, it's just great it's great fun but it's also I suppose just a, a very interesting and it's a four hours slot in the afternoons five hours slot in the evening time and it's just amazing I mean we get a lot of people actually coming back in yeah. day two because you know they just want to basically I suppose just get to do the social bit but they also want to get into all of the demos and so, so where can people purchase tickets tasteofdublin.ie and um, all of our information is there obviously on the website but the one thing I'd say is definitely you know just the learnings you know look at the website plan your day you know we've we work off a currency which is we we call it it's like monopoly money but it's it's a florin so it's one euro equates to one florin so you know get your florins on the way and get get in on time because you know it's it's just it's amazing how quickly four hours in the afternoon goes and, and if people don't have cash to buy the florins, there is have, going to be contactless. There's contactless, which right, is brought okay. to you by Bank of Ireland, yeah, on yeah, site. So that's you know. So did they start that last year? As they their did. First year? Yeah, yeah, that was I the remember first year. that. It was yeah, very and good. it's just yeah. made things a lot slicker. And you know, and then we have just eight waiters who are sort of available to, you know, again take your order around the venue, which is really really nice. So you don't necessarily have to queue to the restaurant the seat, which is just you know, it's around. Right. That's very lovely. good. That was something that we brought on board two years ago, and it's worked really, really well for yeah. us. And then if people purchase tickets for one thing and then they can still come up on the day and buy tickets Absolutely. if, if that yeah, space always, hasn't been sold. We always sold. hold 
um, space for people on the box. So we'll always right, have so people can just rock up. We do sort of suggest looking if you really, really do specific if you want it Saturday night. Kind exactly, of the you know, more there's popular. sometimes you know yeah. get exactly get the tickets in first, but you know yeah. sort of really um, try try and plan it in advance. But we'll always have tickets on the box office as well. That's we always hold good. back for people to avoid disappointment. Avril, best of luck with this year's taste. Really looking forward to myself going up again for the for the twelfth year. I've been there every year and I can recommend it highly to any listeners who haven't been there before. And my top tip is to come hungry. Avril, thanks very much indeed. Thank you, Jackie. Bon appetit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Now, still to come on the programme, I'll be talking to Ethan Noonan from Luna Restaurant who's uh, the executive pastry chef who will be doing a cooking demonstration of Taste of Dublin, and also Rebecca Bell from Teeling's Distillery, who will be talking about the only working distillery in Dublin. Before that, it's time to introduce my next guest. Bank of Ireland is one of this year's Taste of Dublin sponsors. This year, they ran a Taste of Dublin producer's row competition, and I'm delighted to have Ian Murray, from Bank of Ireland here with me now. Hi Declan, Ian. how are you? I'm very well Ian, how are you? Very good, thanks. This isn't the first time the Bank of Ireland has collaborated with Taste of Dublin, is it? No, we're, we have a relatively long relationship with Taste of Dublin and this is year four where we've been a partner um, with, with the festival um, and for us it works really, really well on a number of different levels. Um, obviously it's a really valuable customer entertainment and hospitality opportunity and we feel it offers something very unique in that space been an outdoor event, it been based around food and it been a summertime event, it enables us to reach out to a lot of different customers and, and we again are there this year with our Bank of Ireland Lounge which is sponsored by Premier Banking. Um, of course we're very active in the, in the agri and food sectors from a business banking perspective and when we sat down with the organisers we, we realised there was a lot of opportunity there to, to maybe introduce some ideas around how we enable small businesses to to get their word out there and build on build on some other uh, initiatives that we've run already, and of course with uh, with the festival currency being Florence, a, a unique feature of Taste of Dublin, and um, it's a pretty good fit for us, um, given that we're in we're involved in uh, in currency and in money. So um, last year we we brought a, a new thing to Taste, which was contactless payment at the Florin banks, and uh, that's rolled out across the festival now this year, which we hope makes it easier for, for the guests at the festival to uh, to enjoy themselves. Very good. And your involvement as well with Taste of Dublin uh, Producers Row. If I could ask you, could you just explain a little about the yeah, competition? So I, I already touched on this insofar as we kind of understood there's a real good opportunity there to to engage with startups and with small businesses. There's so much happening in this space in the country at the moment, um, whether it's it's producers or whether it's 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 uh, people who've added a bit of value and brought a product to market, but we know how tough it is. Um, and we realize that if we can empower them and enable them, um, it's good for them and it's good for us. So um, looking, I suppose, at the opportunities around Taste, uh, it's, it's really a brilliant place for any small startup to be. Um, a, in terms of the profile they get, um, obviously there's huge footfall over the, the course of the festival with 34,000 attendees, but it's a quality of footfall as well. It really is a who's who of the industry in Ireland and the people who are there um, as consumers tend to be influencers and they tend to be people who are going to talk about what they've seen. So if you have a, a product which has recently come to market or which is 
just trying to make a name for itself. Um, there'll be a really, really powerful impact if they get in front of the right people to taste. Of course, then, there's a commercial opportunity around that there. So when we looked at what we could do, we said, why don't we give away some of the the spots at Taste of Dublin? And this is, this is the third year we've done it, um, and it's evolved this year to become Producers Row. So essentially what we're doing is we're enabling small businesses maybe who are at a stage of revolution where they couldn't afford to take a full stand to taste of Dublin for the course of the four days um, to be there to, to sell what they need to sell and to really profile themselves um, so is each one is there over the four yeah, days we so it's it's a it is it by its name it's a it's a role of producers and it's gives Bank of Ireland a very, very strong presence in terms of it's a, it's a branded area. So you'll see them there. And that enables us to promote the fact that they're there. When you get onto this row, each of the four producers from all over the country, they're there for four days, and, and, and it's nearly like a, a taste of taste for them insofar as there wouldn't be quite the full experience or opportunity that, uh, that uh, a, a, some of the other producers and exhibitors will get. But it gives them a, a, a good influence and a good impact. And really... Declan, this builds upon a number of other things that we've done um, over the last four years in, in a completely different guise. We've run um, a competition where, around our rugby sponsorships, which we've a very strong presence in, where we've taken our, our brand name off the front of the Leinster jersey and the Munster jersey for a big game, and we've put that out to a small business to win. So again, it's giving that opportunity, it's, it's empowering them and enabling them to really think and act like a more established company and give them the resources just to, to maybe give their business a boost so for, for for these four winners these four winners that are all deserving and it was hard really to get there I think because there was, there's so much quality out there in the industry at the moment and um, we see this as potentially being just a start because they'll take lessons away from this they've had to get geared up to get ready for this and these are all things that will benefit so there'll be a legacy from this too and the previous winners have they gone on to Absolutely, to, to we've had, bigger and we've, had we, we've had winners at, at different um, stages of their evolution. Um, Little Mill Company being a really good example, who've gone on and, and are much more well known now. So um, it, it has given all of these companies. Did they did they go on to bigger and better things because of Bank of Ireland? Absolutely not. They were probably huge potential, and, uh, and we're going to make it anyway. But we hope we we gave them some lessons and a boost along the way because really. We're just there to be a supportive partner for these guys in trail journey. And um, what mix do you have this year of the four winners? So this year we very interesting mix this year, um, and I think that's reflective of we have the, the the process that we go through Declan and this is we get a lot of entries in with over a hundred entries in from around the country and it's huge variety of entry and therefore you, you're more likely to end up with a huge variety in the short list. So some really, really interesting names there. We've Flavor Safari who based in, in Leash but are African in origin and make gluten-free African-inspired sauces. Oh, very interesting. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a kind of packaged up product which is ready to sell um, and, and they've been quite successful to date. We're hoping to give them a little helping hand on the journey. We've Mama Nagis who is, um, again, it's of the ethnic variety um, and it's Indian chili pastes. Um, so again, it's an ingredient with a bit of value added and um, we look forward to seeing them in place this year. Then, two other winners, uh, we've Cabots of Westport, who um, they come as sauces, patés and dips. And I think they originated from a, from a farmer's market locally in Westport and have just got a bit of momentum behind themselves and are now 
producing things pretty strongly and then finally we won which may be relevant to our listeners um, which is O'Brien's Farmhouse Cheese uh, so they are from Ballyhayen in County Limerick and it's Jim O'Brien and his family which I believe is second or third generation cheese makers um, picking up from their father and, and all those lessons and they've got the traditional cheeses that we'd probably associate with that part of the world but then they've got some really innovative ones as well so there's our winners it's a really good selection of products from quite a quite a quite a, um, a straightforward traditional product like cheese right up to the, the African sauces and the, the Indian spices very good and staying in the Limerick area you you the Bank of Ireland they just um, sponsored a spring season of uh, food series at Workbench and you have further plans to do some more around the country yeah that's a that's a really interesting one um, we have a number of workbenches around the country which couple in Dublin we've Cork, Limerick, Galway and um, we've more to come and they are around they are really around giving small businesses and again people who are in the enterprise space they might not even be businesses yet somewhere to work somewhere to develop somewhere to connect giving them they can come in and get wi-fi they can get their coffees they can meet people there's obviously no charge they don't need the customer it's open to everybody as part of that program we run a number of events and, and we host events for people who need a home and um, one of the ones we've run in Limerick which has been hugely successful was the Bank of Ireland Food Series um, and we, we would aspire to do a lot more like that uh, across the country whether it's tapping into something that's happening already locally or giving somebody a helping hand if we see it as appropriate um, John Doyle down there ran the Food Series and we again we had a really really good variety which is probably reflective of where the industry is at with everything from craft beers uh, to competition winners and, and there was just a lot there there was something for everyone so where that goes we, we're we're constantly looking for opportunities within local communities and again to see there's so much happening out there already we'd like to be part of that as opposed to trying to create something new so it's like smaller taste of Dublin around, around yeah, the country bring it around the country very good well Ian thanks very much for joining us here today absolutely um, we're going to now take a break but don't go anywhere because after the break I'll be talking to Chef Aoife Noonan who will be demonstrating some of her cookery skills and talking about a taste of Dublin, what dishes she'll be doing and Rebecca Bell from Teeling's Distillery. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan sponsored by thetaste.ie voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste with me, Declan Maxwell, guest presenting for your usual host, Sharon Noonan. Tonight the focus is on the iconic Taste of Dublin, which takes place in the beautiful Ivy Gardens in the heart of the capital from Thursday the 15th of June until Sunday the 18th of June. So far we've heard from Taste of Dublin show director Avril Bannerton, who gave us the outline of the programme events taking place and an insight to behind the scenes. And just before the break, Bank of Ireland's Ian Murray explain the Taste of Dublin's Producers Row competition, so be sure to call to the four winners when you're there and show them your support. We still have to look forward to meeting Rebecca Bell of Teeling's Distillery. Next, though, we're going to talk to a young chef that I know extremely well. Aoife Noonan is our executive pastry chef here in Luna and with the group, which includes Super Miss Sue, Triple Seven, the Butcher's Grill in Ranala and Dillinger's. And she's one of the chefs taking to the demo stage at this year's Taste of Dublin. Hello, Aoife. You're very welcome. Hi, Declan. Thank you. So, 
Before we found out more about what you'll be doing at this year's Taste of Dublin, tell me a little bit about how you started cooking and where did the passion come from from your cooking? Um, I suppose it stemmed from a young age. I remember getting a kitchen for Christmas when I was three, a lovely little wooden kitchen. And um, from then, I think I just remember seeing my mom cooking, baking, um, and she always used kind of the same, she always made the same three recipes out of this red book and all the pages used to be stuck together from the cake mix and it used to be carrot cake, fruit cake and Victoria sponge and Victoria sponge is still one of my favourites to this day. Um, so I think I kind of became more interested in food um, in secondary school when I did home economics and um, yeah I decided to pursue it uh, as a career and study it in college. I did a Bachelor of Arts degree in Culinary Arts in DIT um, and then I majored in pastry in my final two years. So, And were any of your other f family members in the business that, 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 that attracted you to this? Not at all. Nobody in my family um, is really into cooking or is a chef so it's it's uh, new for me and new for the family, I suppose. And did you always know you go into the dessert side of things? Was that always your main passion? No, so I, I loved doing everything to do with food. And then in uh, my third year of college, you choose between um, kind of the hot kitchen side and the pastry side. And I actually chose pastry because I felt I knew more about hot kitchen and I wanted to learn more about pastry, so it was balanced. And then I ended up just loving pastry and continuing pastry after college. And when, when you were studying in college, were you working outside in the industry as well? Yeah, so we kind of, um, we had a few um, placements that we had to do. So I did have, uh, I, you know, did get some practical experience. I was working in Bang Restaurant, Marion Row, um, on pastry. And then once, I part-time course and then once I left college I um, I started working full-time in kitchens then. and your first full-time job was with which restaurant um, I, I went back to bang actually, actually right, after okay. that yeah and I stayed there for nine months before um, going to Patrick Ebo's for um, that was the main part of your history it was, was yeah how long were you there for so I was there for nearly four years um, so quite a big chunk um, and I learned a lot, it was really great, it was really hard work, um, but it was probably the pivotal moment in my career where I, that's when I wanted to kind of push myself and I learned how to, you know, make food to such a high standard and I, it made me fall in love with it more. Um, and with that, you, you've entered a, a lot of competitions and, and we know that you've won. So I entered, I entered one competition, um, the Valrona Patisserie competition, so that was in 2014. Um, and I, yeah, I won the competition, which was great. Uh, so it was a lot of practice, a lot of hard work um, to get my dish just right. Um, and the other finalists in the competition were very good as well. Um, so it was hard work. I had four hours to do one dessert. So you can imagine it's a lot of technical skill, a lot of kind of intricate work. And then moving on, you've just judged the competition yesterday, so you've yeah. become from winner to judge. Yeah, so That's I was asked good, to judge yeah. the competition, which was great. Um, it's so great to see, you know, pastry chefs in Ireland now and kind of more interest in pastry. And um, the actually this year was the highest amount of entries that there's ever been. So it does show like an interest in pastry and people want to kind of compete and they want to kind of... Um, 
do pastries. And so who, who won the competition yesterday? So Paula from Ashford Castle won oh, the competition good, yesterday. Good. And the yeah. standard was as high as when you were in it? Uh, yeah, no, she was great. Her dish was very beautiful, good. yeah. Very good. And you think with Irish people, with the desserts, are they more into old style desserts are we open to new style a mix of, of, of everything I think it's a bit of both really I mean people do love their comforting their classic dishes you know you can't beat a nice apple pie or in my case a, uh, a Victoria's sponge with a nice cup of tea like that's my favourite thing um, but in restaurants I think yeah people are starting to kind of become more interested in the dessert side of things um, I think beforehand desserts was kind of like a uh, you know, it was a a back thought, like yeah. You know, it wasn't really taken you, yeah. as seriously, yeah, and yeah. it wasn't as important, and wasn't made a priority. So um, now I think it's really kind of coming up, yeah. and and here in here in Luna, you you've you have the dessert trolley, which is a great addition yeah. to the restaurant, and everybody seems to love that. I mean, it's something that we don't have elsewhere in Dublin, anyway, or yeah. that I've seen. And it really does kind of add a lot of theatre to the meal. It's the end of the meal. You see this trolley coming out. We have all sorts of bits and bobs on it, you know. And um, we just try to make it really playful and fun and really just exciting for the customer. Yeah, visually it looks amazing, the desserts that you do. And we work with, with the dry ice and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then obviously as a sales thing, it, it is great because when people see, see it. See it, they, then they want yeah, it. Yeah, 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 it's more than just words on a menu, yeah. you know. And it's good for the waiters because they're knowing everything that they're serving and everything as well. Yeah, as exactly. As opposed to you just plating it in a kitchen. Exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very good. And like, with, with your job, has it taken you travelling a lot recently or, or, or over the years? And um, Yeah, I've travelled a bit to France um, Paris and um, in Italy recently. Uh, but I would like to go to London maybe. Um, I think the food over there is is kind of miles ahead um, and I think it would be great to kind of just get some experience and get some inspiration yeah, um, yeah. I would also like to go to Italy a bit more get some more kind of inspiration and research for Luna I think it's you know it's such a different cuisine and um, you know there's not a lot of contemporary Italian restaurants here in Dublin yeah. so in terms of desserts it's uh, and what, kind of what are you going to do at, at Taste of Dublin this year? What, what is the plan for you? So for Taste demos? of Dublin, um, I'm going to use, um, I'm going to do something really simple. I'm going to do a pan perdu, which is um, French toast. Um, but I'm going to give it like a little Italian twist. And I'm going to use um, ricotta, which is a lovely um, soft cheese. And um, I'm going to sweeten it and make a whipped orange ricotta and serve it with poached apricots as well. So it's a really, really nice, simple summer, even dessert or like brunch. Um, oh, very good. Yeah, so it's simple, and, tasty. And how many demos will you do at Taste? You so I'm, do I'm doing the one demo. So I'm doing the demo in the Electrolux uh, cookery school, part of Taste of Dublin. So that allows um, other people to come and actually cook along with me so if they all right very good yeah, so, so there's so a few chefs as doing opposed that. to you just cooking yeah people can cook along with you exactly oh, yeah. that's that's very good yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that's why it's quite a simple recipe um it's we only have 30 minutes um so it has to be kind of simple um easy for 
people to do and take part in and you know just have a bit of fun, fun. with it and just enjoy it yeah and what day are you cooking at taste of it so i'll be cooking on saturday evening saturday. at 8 45 saturday evening so everybody has to get along get their seats beforehand get up get <laughs> signed in <laughs> signed in go there yeah yeah exactly and i'm sure after they've seen seen you doing it they'll be doing it at home all the time and, and, yeah. and that and you've been doing a bit of tv work and stuff recently yeah. and do you like doing this all these demos i love doing t- demos so i i also teach um pastry classes as well and believe it or not i wanted to be a teacher when i was in school no i didn't really want to be a chef um, so well, now no, none of us wanted to get in catering. <laughs> it, just, it just happens. <laughs> but now I'm, I, you know, with my work, I, I am able to go and do and teach, and I really love the kind of interas- uh, interactive aspect of it, and teaching people and getting feedback and seeing them get excited about a dish and learning something. It's really rewarding. So I love it. Well, that's great, Aoife. Thank you very, very much for for joining us here. Look forward to seeing your demo on the Saturday evening at Taste of Dublin. That's it for this part of the show. Time for another quick break, but stay tuned, because following the break, there will be Teeling's Distillery, uh, Rebecca Bell, discussing what they do at Taste of Dublin as well. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. Welcome back to The Best Possible Taste. I'm Declan Maxwell, guest presenting for your usual host, Sharon Noonan. Tonight the focus is on the iconic Taste of Dublin, which takes place in the beautiful Ivy Gardens in the heart of the capital from Thursday the 15th of June until Sunday the 18th of June. So far we've heard from Taste of Dublin show director Avril Bannerton, who gives us an outline of the programme of events taking place and an insight to behind the scenes. Bank of Ireland's Ian Murray explained the Taste of Dublin's Producers Row competition, so be sure to call in to the four winners when you're there and show them your support. And just before the break, we had the lovely pastry chef Aoife Noonan, who whetted our appetite, highlighting some of the tasty treats she'll be demonstrating in the cookery theatre. If you're just tuning into tonight's show, you can catch the full program later in the week on the podcast, which is on the website, sharnnoonan.com, or have a look there for it in iTunes to download free of charge, and you can listen to it using the podcast app. Our final guest for this evening is award-winning Teelins Whiskey, Rebecca Bell. Rebecca, you're very welcome. Thanks, Declan. Cheers. And what is, is, is your position in, in, in Teeling's Whiskey? Yeah, so I'm the marketing manager for Teeling Whiskey. Um, I joined the company just over three years ago now when there was literally five or six of us um, starting out in a very small office in Clontarf and uh, looking forward to building the distillery. Um, so now, like over three years on, um, there's over 80 people employed in the company. Um, and that's across us in the office looking after the brand and um, the distillery where we employ the distillery and visitor center where we employ over 45 people and then in our warehousing as well um, we've won geez, over 65 international awards now um, and to date we're available in over 40 export com- uh, countries as well um, so it's, it's built up very big from five five yes, people in an office very, in Clontarf. Very big. yeah absolutely. and 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 
probably a lot of the listeners might remember a couple of years ago there was a reality TV show yes. about yeah. tealings. There was, yeah. And uh, was that good for the business as well for absolutely. people to see? It was a fantastic opportunity um, for anyone that doesn't know and would like to check it out. It's called Whiskey Business and I'm sure I think it's still available on uh, the TV3 website but uh, yeah it was a three part um series that basically followed the company as uh, Jack and Stephen Teeling, um, the two lads obviously behind the Teeling Whiskey Company, kind of went about actually building uh, the distillery in Dublin. Um, so just to give you a little bit of background behind the distillery, uh, we opened almost two and a half years ago um, to the public. Uh, actually, we only opened really to the public two years ago. Two and a half years ago was when we started producing spirit on the site. But um, it was the first distillery, the first new distillery to be built in the city in over 125 years. And where exactly is it located? So it's in Newmarket uh, in the Liberties, so a historic part of Dublin 8 that would have been absolutely brimming with breweries um, and distilleries, uh, you know, towards the kind of end of the 1800s uh, when Irish whiskey and Dublin whiskey in particular was having a real moment. Um, and we call this the kind of golden era of, uh, of Irish whiskey, um, the last golden era of Irish whiskey. Uh, but since then, there was kind of a bit of a collapse in the industry and lots of things really went against it. Uh, I suppose just uh, failing to kind of go ahead and use new um, techniques to produce whiskey. Um, you know, we had our issues uh, early 1900s, um, economic war with Britain, uh, pro- prohibition in the US, all of these factors kind of uh, led to the demise really of the industry and uh, it was in the very early 1970s that the last distillery in Dublin actually closed its doors, turned off its stills and left and went uh, to Cork. Um, so there hasn't been any production in Dublin since then um, and it was hugely exciting to obviously be part of the team that brought distilling back to Dublin um, and that, that show actually followed uh, the stresses and strains <laughs> that went into actually building it. And I suppose especially as well because with the Irish Irish drinking population now as well we've moved on in our tastes yeah. and obviously we've had in the last few years a, a craft beer explosion, we've had cider, mm-hmm. Irish gins, so uh, do you think that whiskey is the next drink that will have that to get it away from the old-fashioned style yeah uh, or, excuse me of people thinking that it's an old-fashioned, it's old-fashioned. drink yeah like I, I definitely think like Irish whiskey is really very much kind of having a moment um, the last few years really the last kind of 10 years you see an Irish whiskey grow uh, you know double-digit growth year on year for the last kind of 10-15 years um, and uh, if the figures are to be to be believed we're really kind of only in the in the start of this kind of cyclical ups, upswing um, and uh, you know even if you're to kind of compare scotch figures at the moment like you know they really own the market the whiskey market at about kind of 70 to 70 to 75 percent of the whiskey market globally um, and irish only really kind of is about seven to eight percent of that uh, market so you are seeing that there's this massive room there massive kind of opportunity if we can just pick away at the, the lads over in Scotland um, people are really getting turned on to uh, the flavour of Irish whiskey um, 
and I suppose that kind of has been down to a lot of very large multinational Irish whiskey companies that have really kind of gone out to market and, and in many ways turned people, turned new a new generation of Irish whiskey drinkers onto Irish whiskey. And that's really where Teeling comes in. And um, so one of our kind of core messages and our ethos and what we all kind of really do um, consider on a daily basis in the office is that we dare to be different. So everything about what we do, whether it's you know from our actual liquid and the maturation techniques that we use, uh, the distilling techniques that we use, um, all the way up to our packaging proposition, the way in which we develop new products uh, for markets. Um, and then even, to be honest with you, uh, coming down to how we present ourselves at, at shows like Taste of Dublin. And and the public can go to see you. Your your distillery is, yes. is, is a yeah. working distillery that do yeah. tours yeah. And, and people can book in to go and see the product and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It? So the uh, distillery itself opened as a visitor centre just nearly two years ago. We're actually coming up to our second birthday and we're celebrating that on the 7th of uh, June. But um, yeah, so people can come and visit the only working distillery in Dublin city centre um, and they can see the entire whiskey uh, production process and then finish off uh, with a tasting in our really lovely, sumptuous uh, Bang Bang Bar. Um, and Which I've visited on a couple yes, of occasions. Yes, it is I very. So. It's it's actually a great experience. I've been there a couple of times. Well, thank you very much. And I've been you. at functions there yeah. as well, which yeah. I presume you hire people out of the place the place out if they want to do launches. We and do. Stuff. So that's and actually. It's been really. I really yeah. enjoyed it there. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thanks a million. Uh, yeah, the the kind of event side of things was really. Uh, kind of a facet of the business that we hadn't anticipated um, as much and um, so literally when we opened uh, the distillery a couple of weeks in we had our first uh, request for an event and that was actually a marriage uh, so oh, someone right, wanted to come okay. and, and get married in the distillery and literally since then it's been like daily requests that's, that's from people so Irish that someone's I just going to get married yeah, in a distillery and th- <laughs> there's actually been three weddings now to date and I think we have a fourth booked in as well Very good. so literally just Brilliant. yeah I don't know and and then your your relationship with Taste of Dublin how, how, how long has that been going now yeah so we this is our fourth Taste of Dublin um, and actually Taste of Dublin when I joined the company was one of the first kind of events that I would have organised uh, so I hold it particularly close to my heart yeah, yeah. Um, having done it uh, every year since since we started, um, but yeah, so we like it's it's great for us. We're so close now. We're literally a ten minute walk from the distillery, um, and we rock up in typical Teeling fashion. Um, with our stand um, and we absolutely love it because we actually get to just have the best crack ever with the people that rock up to the Ivy Gardens and does it bring it to bring your product do you think to a new market uh, when when you have it at something like Taste of Dublin when you have a stand for sure like we do you know the whiskey shows and we do um, the likes of Imbibe and these kind of you know trade focused shows but to be honest with you there's nothing that I like more than actually getting out and speaking to the consumer and from a marketing perspective it's obviously fantastic in that we're building our brand all the time but also like we've been quite cheeky and uh, often kind of actually tested new products on people and if it's a new launch or if it's a product that we have in mind we'll actually use the likes of Taste of Dublin to actually go out to the market and do a bit of market research and see what people are into and even down to our cocktail servings and 
and uh, perfect serves. We always use Taste of Dublin. So you use Taste of Dublin as your guinea pig. Absolutely, <laughs> and all the people coming through, like they are. Well, I think Irish people have been used as whiskey guinea yeah. pigs. I don't think there's any there's problem never with that. Really, no, not too many complaints. And this year, do you have a few like secret cocktails you're going to do, yes. or are you allowed to tell us, or is it not, not really, no? not really. <laughs> but uh, we do. We will be serving a couple of really cool new products anyway. So for anyone that's listening, do make sure to come and talk to us. Um, I'll be on the stand, like lots of my colleagues from the office will be on the stand as well, because literally it is kind of a fight to get involved with Taste Dublin to be honest with you. You might struggle to get people to do weekend work, uh, you know, Normally. other things, yeah. but <laughs> this is Taste Dublin is always very popular. But um, yeah, so anyone listening in the know, come and find us because we do have some special products that we will be tasting at the stand. Um, but we also, as you say, we've got some really cool cocktails that we are working on at the moment. Um, and we will be serving them uh, at our stand and uh, a couple of really cool serves as well using some new ingredients that we haven't yet used before. Well, you brought a little drop for us to, I to did, taste of here. Course. So yes. we'll, we'll, we'll finish up here. We'll, have a, little, we'll have a little slauncher. Yes. Thanks for having me, Thank Cheers. you very much Thank indeed. You. Cheers. Cheers. Chin chin. Salut. Slauncher. Oh, that tastes good now. That's going to be good up in the Ivy Gardens. Yes, absolutely. Thanks very much. Well, I think that's a perfect note to finish on tonight's show. It's been my pleasure to sit in the presenter's chair and thanks to Sharon Noonan for producing the show and allowing me to do it. It's been fun here in Luna, trying to keep all the staff quiet. But we think we got there, but you might have some background noises. Um, it'll be up on the podcast later in the week. Check out SharonNoonan.com or subscribe to it free of charge on iTunes or use the podcast app. Thanks very much for listening, and to all of this evening's guests, Avril Bannerton, Ian Murray, Ethan Noonan, and Rebecca Bell from Teelings. Until next week, when Sharon will be back in the presenter's chair, enjoy your dinner. Thanks for listening to The Best Possible Taste with Sharon Noonan. Sponsored by thetaste.ie. Voted Ireland's best online food and drink magazine. To get in touch with the best possible taste, email Sharon at SharonNoonan.com or tweet Sharon at Queen of Org, as in Queen of Organisation. Bon appétit. <laughs>